0: This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle
1: Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke what? you are. And Brooke you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Huard and Mike
0: Salk. fire!
2: So I understand that frustration of
0: people thinking we're looking forward to two and three years down the road. I can assure you and them, we're not looking two and three years down the road exclusively. We were focused on threading a really tough needle, which is how do we get better today and how do we get better in the future and that's really important because we need to be better in both of those time frames. That was Justin Hollander on with Wyman and Bob yesterday Mariners GM and he says they're trying to thread that needle how do you get better this year while still helping yourself into the future Brock as the Mariners threaded their needle mm. with the deadline now passed. Mm. I know you were writing and deleting and oh, thinking just and an emotional mess yesterday. I, know. I Sweaty
3: to, emotional mess. I had to talk off the ledge a couple of times. First time I've ever done this. First time I've ever sent you a possible tweet to know, get your intel. I know. Appreciated that. Gosh, how are we feeling day. today? You've gone better. through the oh, much better. I needed to sleep. I needed. I needed a good night's <laughs> you sleep. Need a reset. I, yes. I just had to go to bed. I had to get away from it. Uh, I, wo- I woke up this morning. The internet wasn't working. I'm oh. like, that's okay. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a handy now. And so I reset the whole modem and oh, figured the thing out. That's not and, just a handy; it's like a full tech wizard. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't even bother the goons at AT I just did it myself. So <laughs>
1: by resetting the modem, you mean you turned it on and off?
3: Power cycle. Uh, it's
1: a power uh, cycle. Uh,
3: uh, more a little more than that. I unplugged things and had to make sure they it, okay. went right back in the same. It's spots sort of and, the
0: same thing Brock did when he yeah. slept. He power cycled himself so uh, that no. now he's ready to come that's in ex- and, and and understand what's going on in the world today. That's exactly
3: right. It was yeah. I mean I I think part of the reason my internet went down was because i kept hitting refresh 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 i know you it, kept texting it, me while i was napping it's like dude yeah, i'm gonna get on, up refresh, at three would you stop refresh. texting me so, something has to have happened refresh refresh something to, some moves gotta happen refresh refresh and and yet that yesterday didn't that didn't happen so
0: frustrating i'm there with you i wrote about it seattlesports.com i understand the frustration i think i understand why the mariners didn't didn't do what it is they did like, I, I understand their reasoning. I listen to Jerry. I listen to Justin. I can't really argue with a lot of what they say. But you don't like it. But I still don't
3: like it. <laughs> I don't like it.
0: Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yes. Can, yes. It's one of those, like, yeah, you're not wrong. I agree with you. Like, based on the goal of trying to thread the needle that Justin said they're trying to thread, yep. they did pretty well, they threaded it. There aren't other hitters in that category that, you know, moved that I wish they'd gotten. The only other guy I think you can even really make an argument that moved that I wish they'd gotten would be uh, Mark Canna. Like, there's nobody that got traded or I was like, ah, that's what the Mariners should have done. Right. Other than Mark Canna, and I don't think Mark Canna is the difference between winning a World
3: Series or not. And yet. But that's for the Mariners. Right. That's like, that's in our myopic look at the Mariners. But the challenge and the problem was, and where it, I got further wound up, is once I got outside of that understanding and that logic, then I looked at the Houston Astros being able to bring back so you like what Verlander. They did? See, I hate what the Astros did.
0: Bring back Verlander? Wait, no, 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 no. Letting Verlander go for nothing in the offseason and then trading two top 100 prospects to get him back? That's pretty lame.
3: Yeah, but that, they got a lot of them. That I is mean,
0: bad management. They got a lot of prospects. No. They, they yeah. don't have that many prospects anymore. Yeah. They traded their best prospect to get back a guy that they've had. That's kind of lousy management, Brock. I gotta tell you, they just well, gave away two prospects yeah, how much for is, a guy they should have just signed in the offseason.
3: But how much are the Mets paying of his deal? Some for the next two, three years. Uh, but I thought I money's it's, not supposed to matter. Yeah, I just
0: uh, I don't know, man. That that to me was not a good deadline deal. Okay. Texas going for, for all like, in. Also for Te- a guy that has basically, you know, been terrible in the playoffs. Yep.
3: Texas being totally committed, man. Texas is totally committed to winning, and going to do whatever it takes at all costs to do it. Will it work? I don't know. But they're willing to spend. They're willing to trade. They're willing, uh, willing to absolutely go for it. The Angels, as Paston said yesterday, probably not logical. But you know what? There's just an element that you do appreciate that they're going for it and they're going after it. I mean, like, they're in a different category.
0: I'll buy Texas with you. Like, yeah, that's frustrating to see them as all in as they are. mm -hmm. They kind of have to be because their old players keep dropping like flies, which is probably going to keep happening. But, okay, I get it. It's just funny because I had the exact opposite reaction to going around the league and seeing what other people were saying. Every other fan base is mad. (laughs) The Orioles, like, oh, we got his Jack Flaherty. Like, they're super mad. I was looking at, like, an Orioles poll of, like, what did you think of what the Orioles did at the deadline? C. Yeah, Most common answer.
3: Minnesota didn't go in. They're frustrated there. The Yankees added two relievers there. Mess Boston didn't do anything, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Did they even make a they move? They were
0: furious. The Yankees are mad. Blue yep. Jays didn't do enough. I mean, like, all these families, I guess the Brewers were kind of happy. They added a bunch of spare parts. The Diamondbacks are happy. They, they went they after got a close. it. No, not even them. They were like, ah, it wasn't enough. Huh. I mean, like almost every fan base I was looking at yesterday was sort of frustrated. And maybe yeah. some of that is the deadline because it gets built up and hyped up and you talk about all these scenarios and names. Yep. And yep. then when most of them don't come to fruition, yep. fans are understandably frustrated. Jerry DePoto says he would like to have done more than they
2: did. Again, I wish we could have been more aggressive. There's, we've, they gave us every reason to, to believe in them and, and be more aggressive. There just wasn't a lot to be aggressive with. And I think, uh, you know, in aggregate, you can look around the league, and and it's pretty obvious not a lot of bats moved. And and we got some of the better ones that didn't, at least the more interesting guys.
3: And even Baltimore didn't move any of their prospects and any of their bats from from a farm system that seemingly is overflowing. So so why? Why did this market once again stagnate when it comes to young, offensive, controllable, difference-making bats?
0: It's a good question because it moved pitching-wise, which is why I can't be upset at the Mariners for not trading pitching. I don't think this was the time to trade one of your pitchers. Not when, you know, if you're the Dodgers, for example, like do you want to overpay for Logan Gilbert or do you want to just go get Lance Lynn, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: right? Like, eh, we'll just take Lance Lynn. We'll finish off the year. We'll figure it out later. So I, I don't know why the bats aren't moving the way you would kind of like them to be. Mm -hmm. I I don't have an answer for you on that. I do still think that the Mariners were probably going to need to deal one of their pitchers this off season for the kind of premier bat that they need. And in the meantime, I can kind of rationalize that Kenzo actually looked like kind of a nice player. Mm-hmm. He looks like a guy that might be a really good fit here in Seattle. Is athletic. he George Kirby's brother? He looks just like him. Gosh. He's George Kirby's head <laughs> on um, on Hunter Pence's body. <laughs> right? And with a little Christian Yelich, Justin uh-huh. pointed out. A little Christian Yelich thrown in as well. Uh-huh. Like, I can kind of see a little bit of all of those guys. Yep. I guess I kind of like that player. But... I'm, I'm with everybody who's frustrated today <laughs> yep. because the idea of being in a situation to thread a needle, I don't want to be threading needles. Right. I want to go after, like, you know, big game hunting and just try to, like, go after a World Series.
3: Yeah, because the reality is, you know, both Justin and Jerry said yesterday, and I know we have sound of them later as we dig back through this conversation, both said, you know, we feel like we're better today than we were yesterday. I think they were, too. But the challenge is, you're not better than you were last September and October. And I think that's the frustration. You know, I think that is what, hey, man, expectations were to take that step and to take it a, a notch higher. So, and welcome so- to the world of fans expectations. It gets harder. It gets more emotional, it gets more passionate. I,
0: I got to ask you a question about this, and I'll try to do it right after need to know, because I, I totally agree with you. But you and I had a quick text conversation last night that is like ringing in my ears. We did? As you say oh, that. <laughs> I know it was before you power cycled. <laughs> so I'll remind you of it right after we give you everything you need to know. Next. <laughs>
2: need to know.
3: 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk.
2: Here's what you need to know. Up first. Game two against
0: the Red Sox last night. It certainly didn't go as well as game one did. An unfortunate return of that stagnant offense. They couldn't come up with the big hit they needed. Bases loaded in the first. Didn't come up with more than the one run. Second and third. Nobody out in the eighth or one out. Nothing once again, and those two moments kind of define this game as they fall six to four. Bryce Miller just didn't quite have it last night, specifically with the breaking ball, and he needs
1: that. Well, certainly, I think he's a much more effective pitcher when he's pitching at 94, 95. Um, you know, it, it did dip down a little bit. He came back, you know, at the end of the game, and he's a young pitcher. You know, it's going to happen, the consistency. Uh, that's what really separates uh, the guys at this level. We've seen him have some great outings where he can go out there and kind of just work through lineups, you know, with the good riding fastball. But, you know, the league knows him, and the – he really needs the, the, the consistency of the secondary pitch. You see some decent sliders. You see some change-ups. They're just not consistent, um, and that's what you know leads into you know, some of the bigger innings.
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, just not really able to throw those pitches when he needed to mm-hmm. last night, and that's a, the point I wanted to come back to with you, Brock. We were texting about it last night. If Wu and Miller are sort of either running on fumes or starting to get figured out or ready for an adjustment or at the very least kind of showing some of the issues that are there, it doesn't mean they won't get them fixed, but... Is that one of the reasons you don't continue to invest, Justin, this year? Because if you mm-hmm. and I can see it, yep. don't you think Justin, Jerry, and the rest of the league can see that same yeah. thing?
3: Yeah, and that left elbow, of Marco, that's just not right. That left elbow of Robbie Ray that's not going to be back till mid-season next year after its reparations. Is that the right word? Repair. Repair. Uh, yeah, repair. It's both repair. Uh, yeah, I'll probably go reparations repair. Is probably
0: a different topic for a different yeah, show. Yeah,
3: probably uh, on the news side they'll talk about that. We won't do that here, but yeah, I think they're hitting the rookie wall, Salky. I think we saw it a year ago. I think with. Kirby in August I think we saw it with Logan Gilbert the year before that that it is a long long season as Scott said they got the book on you they figured you out a little bit and if you can't control and command secondary stuff against good lineups and Boston one of the best in baseball yep You're going to run into some tough innings.
0: They did. We saw the debut of Dominic Canzone and Josh Rojas last night. Obviously, a bit of a mixed bag. Both had big moments to shine. Kind of came away empty. Canzone did have a nice opposite field double. Did have a nice catch in right field. He just reminds me of Hunter Pence. Again, I'll keep saying that. Just the way he runs and moves and swings. Uh, As for uh, Rojas, not a a great start. Nice to see the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Angels all lose last night. But that comes with wins by Boston, Texas, and a no-hitter from Fromber Valdez. So, uh, Mariners fall to six back in the division. They are still just three and a half back in the wild card.
2: Here's the second thing you need to know.
0: Well, we mentioned that trade deadline yesterday, and it came and went without another Mariner move. So this is what you're looking at now for the rest of the season. Might not be exactly what we all were hoping for, but uh, they were unable to complete any other deals yesterday other than DFAing. Colton Wong, which obviously kind of needed to happen, Justin Hollander on yesterday with Wyman and Bob, says they are better than they were. It helps this year's team, I think. Our players playing more to their standard, as we've seen over the last 30 days, helps this year's team. It's a combination of things. But, yes, we feel like we are a much better offensive team today on August 1st than we we think we were four weeks ago or two weeks ago or six weeks ago. We did not play great offense for a big stretch of the season. I think we will play better offense for the rest of the season.
3: Mm, Much, much better. Uh, that's going to require Julio and Eugenio and maybe Teo, who actually sat last night, did, did not play. Curious how that's going to work out with the new addition of Canzone. I don't know if I can say much better with Canzone and Rojas. This is about, Salkin, what's what we've argued about, talked about, you have been pretty steadfast about. It is about the guys that you have being what they've been. Being what they've been. And that is not was certainly not the case in April and May and even into June, it was the case, a little bit more in July, which is why they were one of the best teams in baseball. And, you know what, important today for Logan to take that ball and shove. Important to win this series. Important to keep that streak going of, of 6-1-1. and in series in a rubber match today so i'm with you i don't think i could say much better
0: marginally better yeah maybe they may be and we'll wait and see what can zone looks like i understand a lot of the frustration today i uh, agree with a lot of it i echo a lot of it i'm frustrated i wish they had been able to do more i think there's people in the organization frustrated we heard jerry say he wish he could have been more aggressive but unfortunately they weren't happy with what was out there well Unfortunately, you put yourself in a spot to to need what wasn't there. And I I think that's just kind of a huge bummer. The Astros, as you mentioned, had the big day yesterday. They bring back Justin Verlander, although I think they paid quite the price to bring back a guy that they just let walk away in free agency. That just doesn't sit right with me for sure.
2: Here's the third thing you need to know. know.
0: Big uh, first day off today for the Seahawks after starting camp last week. They've been working hard in the last couple of days in pads. Sounds like the guy who's really kind of torn it up and, and showed off the energy more than anybody has been Devin Witherspoon. Everybody's talking mm-hmm. about the, uh, the, the the disruptive force he brings to practice. Here's Clint Hurts. Uh, I
2: love the spirit and the energy that he brings uh, playing this game. It's infectious. You know, with that young kid, that's just how he is all the time. Uh, That's something that everybody else will build off of, but he had a heck of a day. Super competitive. He's going to tackle. He's going to get in fits, and obviously we know what he can do as a cover guy, so really impressive. Yeah,
0: Morris said there's a decent chance he ends up starting the first fight in practice, which sounds good to me. Pac-9 revealed its media proposal. Brock, I know you told me to be patient. and Wait. I waited. They want Apple to take over the network, pay off the debt owed to Comcast, and then make the network subscription-based? You're telling me that the ultra-passionate Pac-12 fan base is going to make a subscription-based model work? Yeah. Get out of town.
3: Yeah, it didn't work the first time around, right? That's exactly what they tried to do with some of their networks, some of their digital realms, and it was a flat failure. And I think fell on pretty deaf ears yesterday. I think those nine members that uh, remain were hoping for something a whole lot more than that. And that is just not going to cut it. (sighs) Pretty ugly. Yeah. Pretty ugly. Yeah, old uh, Witherspoon is a feisty little sucker. Isn't he, he is. Yeah, and I saw Sherman out there watching a bunch of his drills. Kind of is he you? feisty, uh, R- Richard? Yeah. No, no, Mike, no, no, he's not at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you lecturing me again? Would you stop like giving me your
0: lecturing voice that you've stolen from Pete Carroll? Like, how dare you? You guys are also
1: getting a little fashion critique back here. G. Scott has joined us. Oh yeah, yeah. what's
0: his, what's he have to say? It's yeah. going on Twitter. Yeah. It's going oh, no, oh put it on Twitter. Oh, good. Right now, so yeah, that's where the good it. stuff uh-huh. happens. Are you uh-huh. going to post it anonymously? Uh huh. Sheesh.
3: Yeah, I, it's funny. G and I noticed the same thing. I walked in. It's the first thing I noticed today was what? Well, is that camo? Is that art? What? What? What are you wearing? Hideous!
2: What, it's hideous. <laughs> this shirt is the most. <laughs> Awful shirt I've ever seen you wear in the history of Mike sock. This,
0: this come. This is coming from a guy who's wearing tie dye. What are you talking about? Get out of here! You're wearing tie dye, pink and gray.
3: I know what happened here.
2: Just know that that shirt jumps the shark.
3: I know. I know what happened here. I, I know Salk, and I know what happened here. And we've talked about this before with polos. He's very. He's very picky about it because yep. polos can make him look really breasty. Yep. And so I know what happened. You put that on, we're like, man, this looks good. I don't look breasty in this. And then the pattern, ah, I can live with the pattern. You chose. This is the same G. Scott who keeps telling me, all you do is wear the same shirts every day, black, gray, and blue. No, They're all solid
0: colors, one stripe or whatever. So I go out there and I buy a shirt. Not for you, because I don't care what you think about me. You dress worse than any human I know, so I don't care what you think about me at all. I got a shirt. You know who liked this shirt on me? My wife. That's the only person that matters. I don't care about anybody else. You care. You know where I'm going to wear this shirt? You care. On the golf course you today. Care. I don't care what yes, you think.
2: You do. Yes, you do. You, you mean nothing to yes, me. Yes, you do. You mean, you why care. are you in That's here? Sure. Care. You? Everybody in the world, stop what you're doing, because Salk is about to ruin an <laughs> image and a style that people are used to. <laughs> he looks funny. Is it Hawaiian? Yo, is, money, <laughs> is it camo? Is it Arnold? What is it big?
0: Yeah, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> big like a pickle. And we're going to go to break before I finish finish that line. We'll come right back. It's Brock and Salk and apparently G. Scott here on Seattle Sports. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in
1: mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app.
0: Alright, before we get into a little buy sell game, most based mostly on the trade deadline here, G. is stuck around and I he better clear my name. Uh-oh. Yeah. What are you going to say? Okay. You just came I, on and I, crushed my shirt. I, I right. crushed his shirt. Crushed it.
2: So I thought.
0: Made me look like a the fool. The
2: shirt was a button up short sleeve shirt, like, you know, your granddaddy or your uncle's Tommy Bahama <laughs> shirt. You feel me? And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I thought it was. But then Salt got up from the break. Yeah. He walks in. I'm talking to Brock, and he comes in, and I'm like, oh, okay. The shirt looks a lot better than I thought. So mm. I just got to say. Mike Salk does look really good. And the next part I'll say is is Here's the good part. Here's the good news, y'all. The dude has his shirt tucked in, mm-hmm. and he looks good. Ooh. You know what I mean? He ain't got no, you know what I'm saying? He, you look good, man. No yeah. jelly roll. I got a little white
0: belt going. i gonna yeah, throw a white yeah. hat on this yeah. later to complete wow. the look. I wow. got to tell you. Look, good, feel good, play good. Then I'm going to shoot are, about 90,
2: If you are over 40 years old, <laughs> yeah. and you can comfortably tuck in your polo shirt mm-hmm. into your pants mm-hmm. that is confidence baby really that's that's confidence <laughs> i ain't even got that bro <laughs> <laughs> all right i gotta go y'all bye yeah, g yeah,
0: ya. goodbye yes goodbye there you go the g scott uh not on the show today just sort of stopping by as he does that's what our life is like every morning here brock you never know
3: yep. who's gonna come by that's right what a world we live in now you don't tuck your jersey in and you don't tuck your sweatshirt in right unless you're a coach Right.
1: Tell but Peyton you can tuck you your don't polo tuck in. Your jersey
3: in.
0: Yeah, I don't always tuck a polo in, but if I'm going to play golf, I do. Yeah. I just think it's respectful, right? I'm just trying sure. to respect the course around no me and no, and no you know, the other people. So, I'll at least start with it tucked in. Sometimes if, you know, it gets untucked over the course of the round. Hey, right. you know, it's not right. really my fault. I'm not noticing. Just yep. sort of it's because I'm swinging out of my shoes. Sure. But you kind of want to start with it at least. They time. still
3: got the PBRs at the turn there and the hot dogs. You still uh, got those? At uh, Willow's? Yeah. I would assume they've got something along <laughs> those lines. I, you know, Buy or sell. Here we go. You buying? You buying a PBR and hot dog at the I, turn? You're certainly not selling one. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. This is a, uh, a
1: trade deadline theme. Trade deadline-themed
0: buy or sell. Hey, yeah. can I just mention before we buy and sell, just because you brought up buy yesterday, so many is that a buy? Colin Cowherd on the show here an hour from now at 8.30. We've
3: never asked him about that exchange with Yes, mom. we have.
0: We did? Yeah, we played it for him. <laughs> is it a buy? Yeah, we played it for him. He was laughing. What I think it was buy? like the last time he was on. It was it really? Yeah. <laughs> I remember specifically playing it okay. for him. Yeah. All right. Sorry, More, Go ahead.
1: No worries. First up, Colton Wong looks like his former self elsewhere this season.
2: Off Sal. Sold. <laughs> Sold in the back row. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The that's not Brock.
1: Second row.
3: Second row. She's an eight. She's a nine. She's a ten. I know. I'll stop right there. That's it? I was hoping for the whole thing. No, I'll build to it. All right. Yeah, he's going to go back to Hawaii with his family and his youngster. And do you think he's done?
0: I think he's done. I would highly disagree with that part. Uh, I'm sure he picks up somewhere. The Red Sox were talking yesterday about picking him up already. I mean, like, he will go somewhere because he's been a proven major league hitter who's had a god-awful year. I don't think he ever becomes, excuse me, the player that he was before this season. That would be hard for me to fathom that he would turn it around that quickly. So but could he be a the productive road. major league player again? Yeah, he can. Did you think he was going to end up worse than Jesse Winker? I didn't think anybody would ever end up worse than Jesse Winker. <laughs> um, no, I, I was with, honestly, I was with the Mariners. I thought Colton Wong would be good. Don't you remember last year, all throughout the year, all the people complaining that they hadn't signed Colton Wong? Oh, this team had just signed Colton yeah. Wong, wouldn't be in this issue. No. And then they went and they traded for Colton Wong, and he was, was got off.
1: talk about him near the trade deadline last yeah. year. Yep. All right. Adam
3: fraser okay. has been pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty has good. he still? Yeah, like 13 home runs. In Baltimore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well,
1: he was that translates to like four
3: home year. runs here. Right. Yeah.
1: The Mariners will be the winners of the seawall deal when it's all said and done. Buy yourself.
0: Um, Gosh, it's so hard to answer that question today. I'll say I'll buy it just for the sake of positivity. I, I mean, like... I liked what I saw from Canzone yesterday. That's one game. I'm sure not going to judge him based on how he moved and looked in one game. You know, he could end up being, as I've said a few times, Hunter Pence or Justin mentioned Christian Yelich, or he could end up Michael Saunders, who had kind of a similar body type and style, but never really materialized, partly because he kept getting hurt. He's 25 years old. He was not a particularly highly rated prospect, but he's hit at every level of the minor leagues, and he certainly brings some athleticism, which this team needs. I mean, when you're looking out there yesterday, Brock and it's Julio running down everything in center field. Kate Marlo, who can really move, and then Canzone. That yep. makes you better. And I know Teo yep. was out of the game yesterday. He had a scheduled day off, but I got to imagine he's going to be DHing a whole lot more than he's playing right field moving forward. I'm
3: going to say bold, bold. What? It's a buy and a sell. So that's a both? Oh, yeah, it's a buy and a hold? Yeah. Sold. Oh, so. It's a buy and yeah. a sold. So it's not a It's bell. a buy and a You don't sold. want to go bell? Nah, I'm going like to go bolt. Okay. Like, right, it's going to be try. a little bit of both. Seems like bell would kind of fit better. <laughs> a little bit of Brock, <laughs> you've, you've broken the machine. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah, it was Rojas... You already hate Rojas. Well, I'm going to blame. Pass. I'm going to blame Passon. Okay, Passon invoked the Jeez. name Abraham Toro, Frog. and once he did that, he said, I'm I just, don't
1: want to say Abraham. Uh, Toro.
3: But he did say Abraham. I don't <laughs> see Abraham Toro there at all. I mean, like
0: the only similarity as to Abraham Toro is that he can play both second and third. Yeah. I, I mean, like he's older. Toro was a young player, who hadn't done anything yet. Yeah. He's having an awful year, but he's been in the league for. He's 29 years old. Yes. So that's not Abraham Toro. You can't. That's a bad comp. Now you hopefully you're that
3: passing bad. We can hit better.
0: Bad. Well, Next. look I Hassan didn't like what I saw last night I don't night want either. to <laughs>
1: no. say he's like Abraham Toro, but you just heard Toro and. Yeah, there were Everything some, went red
0: Those were bats last night, pretty rough. And if he comes <laughs> up with any sort of a hit and a couple of different opportunities last night, that's a very different game. And all of a sudden, people are is demo is well,
3: demo nicked up? Is that why he's? Still... I think he is. Yeah, okay. but
0: I I still thought I was a little surprised that um, that Rojas took that last at bat. I thought there was an opportunity there to either pinch hit Murphy or Teo or somebody in the, eighth, right? in the yeah. eighth, second and third. Like, okay, well, give me one of the guys. Tom Murphy's hitting like. Three hundred this month. Yep. Why not give him an opportunity? I know he's been doing it mostly against lefties, but isn't that your chance to kind of win that game before you see Kenley? Yeah, I Chanson think last and night's and chance
3: for both those guys. Yeah, new additions was... thrown right in there. Let's see what you got. I and get The zone comes up with the bases loaded and his first to bat. Nobody out. Oof, popped and it up. Yeah, a little
0: anxious, yeah, but little he anxious. had a decent night in general. I thought he kind yeah. of bounced back from that. I don't. I like. I get that you want to give your new guys a chance and see who they are, but in the eighth inning there, that was an opportunity to win that game. You got. Caballero on the bench to come in and play second afterwards. Yep. I think I'm pinch hitting there with Tom Murphy. Yep.
1: I was laughing. I was listening to the pregame on route and uh, Jen Mueller said that Rojas had told her he was a, a little worried that he hadn't brought a sweatshirt for his walk home from the ballpark because coming from Arizona, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess this cold. was like chilly to him. <laughs> very. It's not cold.
3: Yeah, it's with Titus. Titus, I've told you this before. He's got a lot of Kyle Brown, our program director, sure. yeah, a lot of them. And he was very curious last night. Where do these guys stay? Like, where, where do they go to bed? Like, where do you think, do, what, what happens to them after the game? Do they have somewhere to go? Like, very concerned. I'm like, eh, probably well, the they're, hotel. They're buddy.
0: in Seattle. I'm sure yes. they'll be fine. There's a lot of <laughs> yes. places. Like, there's not a lot of rules about where you can and can't sleep in this town. I know yeah. they used to have places at the Harbor Steps Apartments, and I was always very jealous of that. And I think there's a few um. pl- people sleeping right in front of the Harbor Steps Apartments. So there's a lot of
2: options.
1: All right. In a bats right. like that, you'll
2: sleep outside. <laughs> All right, Rojas. You're in a tent. You don't deserve a bed
1: Let me like the-
3: that. A little aggressive here.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, next. Kelnick would have been on the table at the trade deadline if he wasn't hurt. Fire some.
0: He would have kicked the table. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the bucket that he kicked, not the table. Huh. Uh, he would have been on the table. Yeah, he would have been. Doesn't mean he would have gotten dealt. And, in fact, I would have bet against it. But... I think every, they were open to just about anything, and if there was an opportunity to make themselves significantly better, you know, there are deals in the past where they've tried to include Jared Kelnick, Brock, try, try to get your guy, right? Uh, uh, Reynolds out of, uh, Brian Reynolds out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Kelnick would have been on the table for that. I think they were open to just about anything. But as I said, and, and I kind of went through this in more detail earlier, I think if you're going to try to make a deal with your best trade chip, who is Logan Gilbert... Yesterday was not the day to do it mm-hmm. And I actually feel very sure about this If you were going to trade Logan Gilbert You'd do it this offseason Because to do it yesterday means a, Would have ended the
3: 23 season That would have been a white ending. flag on the 23 That's season That's
0: an actual white flag Correct. The seawall trade, not a white flag You may not like it, but it's not a white flag if you had traded Logan Gilbert for anything, yep. that is a white flag on this season. You wouldn't have had enough pitching to finish Correct. up the year. Correct. But you trade him in this offseason when there are free agent pitchers available for you to come in and replace him. Mm-hmm. I can absolutely see that happening. So I. That's well said. I, would, I
3: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I can't get upset about that one. And I'm going to buy to Salk's point that he would have been on the table. I'm also going to say this. Just the way Jared is wired is not intense as he is as competitive as he is it's killing him right now oh yeah it's killing him to watch cade Mar- Mar- marlowe continue to have by the way good at bats yeah uh he, he's got some of the best like plate discipline which is safe for is not jp correct correct it is like almost a- as if what guys do in the minor leagues means nothing. Yep. <laughs> you just yep. see them come up, and you're like, nope, that's not the player you were for five years in the minors. Yep. Dude can run. Dude's hitting. Dude's got great swing decisions. Yep. So Jared's having to watch that. Ball kind of and flies then, off his bat a little bit, too. And then what did they go trade for? Another athletic outfielder. Another left-handed athletic outfielder. You now have yeah. three of them. That's, if you're Jared, that was not a smart kick. Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, this one's just this one's for Brock.
3: Okay. Oh, I'm out
0: on Fire
1: Cell. No, you can answer, but it's, it's Can in I answer here for as Brock? Brock? Sure. <laughs> yeah, you really wanted to do that. Uh Fire Cell keeping Teoscar was the right move.
2: Huh. huh. Oh. <laughs> 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 the strikeouts. outs! The strikeouts!
1: Wait, you gotta do this part as oh.
0: Oh, second row. Yeah, you gotta do that part. Okay, do the whole thing, Brock. Here you go. Okay, um, keeping tail was the right thing to do. Buy or sell? Sold. Sold to the
3: lady in the second row. She's an eight. She's an nine and ten. Row. I knew. I thought
1: Salk was being Brock. What's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> <Me too>. So. <Sold. laughs>
3: no, it actually is was the right thing because if all you were gonna was get, gonna get was a lyrics, if I'm you sorry. if you're gonna get a bag of balls and that was it, then you at least you're. You're paying him. Nobody was going to take on that contract. So at least he may have an August or September like June. I mean, that's what he is. That's who he is. April, May, July, June. Pretty good. 150 R C plus. So maybe August or September. I got to tell you,
0: I buy it. I, I don't think you could have traded him based on what the herd was out there and available for him and based on the other moves they made. I, I don't know what you were going to do to kind of keep your offense afloat. I yeah, mean, it's like-
3: pretty – it is pretty sad. I mean, and, and Justin owned it yesterday, and Jerry, I'm sure, when we talk to him tomorrow is going to own it. It's pretty sad that your offseason acquisitions absolutely failed and flopped mm-hmm. to the point that you couldn't even trade, Teo, at this trade deadline. Right, you couldn't even get any value back for him. That's how badly this whole offseason failed. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's been uh, absolutely yeah. a mess. All right, there you go. That is a little bit sad. So to the sell. lady in the second row, she's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten. I know, ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm gonna bid my heart goodbye. <laughs> How was that? Man, Is that really, any it Just ends so badly. Really, that's really good. <laughs> it does. It, it ends I just appreciate
0: how far away from the microphone you get when you sing it. I think that really, yep, that really right. uh, helps. Hey, before we do Blue Eighty Eight, and then we got our most intriguing Seahawk at eight o'clock. Cowherd at eight thirty. So we're gonna do a lot of football <laughs> here for a little while. I had this uh, yesterday, Brock. You know, we had talked to Boye Mafe. And I know you heard strong uh, laugh, strong laugh, very strong laugh, and especially when we uh, asked him what was going on with Derek Hall's
1: shorts.
2: (laughs) Hey man, every day I try to tell him. Every day I promise you, he comes out the he comes out the process. I'm like, man, you know there's more fabric out there. You know, there's a little bit more fabric. You know, you can go up a size, but you know,
0: is, is he tucking it up into the compression shorts underneath? I
2: can't tell. I just I don't know at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. What do you make of his legs? They're gigantic.
2: They're pretty big, but I, I mean, hey, he's you know he goes out there in those little shorts, and then it's it's not a good combo to me. <laughs>
3: it's not a good combo. Big to me. man and little shorts. <laughs> There's more fabric available, man. Uh-huh.
0: So Derek Hall was on the station yesterday as well. He went on with Bump and Stacy just hours after Boye had crushed him in his short shorts, and here is what he said upon hearing Boye's comment.
2: I catch it every day with those guys uh, they like bro where are your clothes but, Where's the rest of your shorts <laughs> uh, That's definitely my swagger I've uh, been doing that since high school so that's something that I really do um, That I've been doing for a really long time But A really
0: long time is by the way Like three years since he was in high school Like calm down right, right. Anyway um He's been doing that. He's got I mean, swags to swagger.
3: We see him in the gym, right, Salk? When you go to the gym and you pump iron, you see him. You see those guys that tuck them shorts up, love the quads out. If I looked,
0: if I had legs like Derek, if I looked in general like Derek Hall,
3: you'd be that guy? Yeah.
0: No, you would. I would be wearing a Speedo, essentially. <laughs> no, you like wouldn't. Of course I would. Nah. He'd turn into a look at me guy? Of course, because I'd be worth looking at. Like, why do you think I'm not a look at me guy who wants to look at this? Cover this up with more clothing. You're getting some support on the text line for your shirt. Now. Thank you. The shirt's nice. I'm not. The shirt covers up what is a disgusting, you know, oh hairy, gosh. wretched body underneath it. But if I way- look like Derek Hall, if I look like Daryl Taylor. Dude, I wouldn't wear anything.
1: Do you guys see Derek Hall's one-on-one that I posted yesterday?
0: No. Oh, yes. Against um, against Jalen McKenzie. McKenzie, So
1: it's not an Mm. offensive lineman we really know. I actually, I think Jalen McKenzie
0: got cut on the spot. (laughs) I think they saw that rep and were like, "You're out." Hall is nasty. I really like him, Brock. That's Mm -hmm. my guy. I'm going to talk about him pretty much every day, and I'll ask you some questions right now (laughs) in Blue Eighty Eight. This is Brock and Socks, Blue
2: Eighty Eight. Blue Eighty Eight. We take you to the field as Brock Heward breaks down three football questions as only he can.
1: Now here's your hosts, Brock Heward, and Mike Saul. <laughs>
0: Well, we mentioned that Colin Cowherd's going to be on here in 45 minutes. Not a guy known for giving Pete Carroll a tremendous amount of credit. Mm-hmm. Are there some ways Pete has evolved and not gotten credit from anyone, including Colin Cowherd?
3: Yeah, this, this resonated. A few things from Mike Tirico resonated with me yesterday in significant ways. And one of them, I mean, he was very clear that Pete's one of the best coaches of our lifetimes in all of football college. Professionally, what he's done, he's, especially this century, has been comparable to the very, very top of the food chain. Belichick, Sabin, he's probably going to be next with Andy Reid when you combine those two careers. A USC salt, he didn't recruit. He didn't recruit. He selected exactly what he wanted. And he selected that guy from Texas and that guy from Louisiana and that guy from Florida and that guy from California. And especially when it came to corners and that secondary, I want you to look like this and be built like this and have arms this long. And, and then he came to the NFL and built the Legion of Boom with big, long corners that, that in many ways changed the game. But he's had to evolve. And, you know, when he talked about and this Pete Carroll talking about Mike Jackson, it just it just struck me that much more that he's dj reed mike jackson he's been able to evolve at one of the positions he loves as much as anything and here's pete about mike jackson
1: i, I, I hate to say this because i want my expectations to be in the right spot but he's exceeded expectations and he's continued to do that and uh with his season that he played last year with his off season that he had and already in camp he's already made a statement he's been going against dk and they've been battling out there you know and uh, couldn't ask for anything more than that and his attitude is good you know he's a big kid you know he's 216 pound corner you know there's not many guys like that uh, and he's really fast too and he's taking great pride in his technique and in the scheme and all of that so um, he's he's not he's not giving it up for anybody he's battling to be the be the guy out there starting exceeded his
3: expectations. Why? Well, because I think you look at the body type, and you didn't see many corners at USC that look like that, right? They're 216 pounds. Browner was, but he was like 6'3", with go-go gadget arms. And Mike and, Jackson's thicker. Yes, he's thicker. And DJ Reed was littler. And Tyreek Willen couldn't play at UTSA. And, you know, he just at that position, I think, has evolved, and especially in his body type and his body measurements, as this league has evolved, as systems has evolved, as it's become a spread in a in a, in a space league a little bit more. you got to have a diversity of skill sets, a diversity of sizes. He's found in the corner.
0: Excuse me. Question number two. What's been the most encouraging
3: sign for the Seahawks so far? I've told you about my guy, right? Told you about my guy back in New York that's a mathematician that was a stat man up in the booth with me for a couple years that just approached the game of football in ways that I never viewed it through optics and lenses and algorithms I couldn't believe. He hit me again yesterday. And I was like, okay, maybe he's come back to his senses a little bit. Maybe, oh no, he is all in on the Seahawks winning this division. (laughs) Like more more so than he has ever been before. He was actually the one, if you remember the first half of last season, I'd commented about him. Like he kept taking the Seahawks, kept taking the Seahawks. Felt like they were in the market, totally undervalued them. So yesterday he uh, texts me and says August 1st checkup. Hawks line has dropped from plus 260 when I sent you the line at the draft to now plus 200. I hope your listeners paid attention. Return on investment has dropped 60%. I hope they listen to me in April. And I was like, bro, are you serious? Like, they're going to win the division? And he's like, do you need me to go back to our text thread? (laughs) I told you in April. And now the market is coming around a little bit and understanding it. You see what's happened in San Francisco? Mr. Bosa's on a sit-in. The the QBs have been terrible. Purdy's elbow is uh, still coming back and a lot of questions. And I'm like, all right, I'll tell my audience, those that may follow down that path and that line, you really liked them at plus 260, a little less now, plus 200, but you better get on the bandwagon now.
0: All right, question number three, Brock, Brock. Michael. What do you make of the Pac-12 announcement yesterday? Was that the death knell?
3: Not yet. I mean, let's see what Arizona, right? The Arizona schools had their Board of Regents meetings. What would meetings you do yesterday. today if you were Arizona? If I were Arizona? You'd be out. I'd
0: probably be out. You'd be in the Big 12 tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. And that would leave you with the Pac 8,
3: which it was back in the day with 76 killer.
0: Is that a, is Yeah, but without the LA schools. Is
3: Correct. that a sustainable situation? Pac 8? No. Pac 8? No, no, no. Now, Boise State, San Diego State, do you raid them? I mean, this is. Here is what's sad. Okay, That's sad. yesterday, yesterday was. I've I've talked about this whole cry wolf deal, right? Cry wolf, cry wolf, cry wolf. Well, one cry wolf. It was actually showing the wolf. It just happened to be an infantile baby wolf that does no damage and is not in any way an answer, right? In any way, is an apple going to be the front runner of any deal? The rest of the country, east of the Rocky Mountains, doesn't watch your network anyway. They hardly watch in the late hours anyway, even when it's on one of the big networks. You're going to think they're going to subscribe? You think they're going to go through the, the hoops to and, and jump through those to subscribe? What, the only about, question, the, what
0: about the West Coast college
3: football, football fan? The only question is whether ESPN comes in. That is the only question: whether ESPN sees them a lifeline, thro- sees such a bottom, sees such an opportunity, sees such a number that's compelling to them, and the conference can only hope it will be a short-term deal that maybe they can find some stability and win some games. You know what? And if they are indeed a power five conference in twenty twenty-five, Mike, when or twenty-four when SC and UCLA leave, and there are still bids open, and the playoff is now twelve. And Oregon and Washington remain and and win and get into the play. I mean, that's the only... Yeah, I get cult. what
0: you're saying. That's today's blue 88. But even if that happens, even if ESPN comes in, as you said, at a bargain basement price... How does that really help the conference? I mean, at least it gets them back on television, but in a terrible spot where they're, all the games are going to be at terrible times and without much money being transacted. Then because you've got, to hope, pay for it then you've
3: got to hope your product on the field is actually winning. And you've got to hope that Oregon and Washington say, no, we're not hope. jumping in. We're not jumping into the Big Ten. We're not jumping into the Big 12. We think, and if we add San Diego State and Boise State, we've got that much of a better chance. No, not we think. Know, to- we hope. To win this conference, to get into a playoff, to be 11 and 1, to be 12 and 0. I know. It's a bunch of hope, man. That's not a strategy. I gotta tell you that. That is,
0: I. That he waited that long to release that statement, and that that that's bad.
3: And that's been there six months, and that's why he didn't want to show it six months ago. And I was, that was the, the keynote speaker in the deal six months ago. He should and- buy
0: a shirt like this and cover up whatever sort of mm-hmm. deal it is that he just exposed, because I think it's about as pretty as whatever is lying under my shirt, hair and all. All right, coming up next, Brock, as I said, Colin Cowherd will join us in a little over a half hour at 8.30. Get his thoughts on the Pac-12 or 9 or 8 or whatever number we're going to throw on it at the end. We'll do that uh, coming up at 8.30. Up next, though, our most intriguing Seahawk is a most familiar name, but in a totally different situation. It's coming up next. I'm Brock and Salk.